0: If 2020 has left you feeling a little bit stressed, you're not alone. In today's conversation, we're going to talk about some simple stress relief techniques for business owners. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from RoundPec, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And as an entrepreneur, let me let you in on a secret. Life can be stressful. And the trick is finding ways to cope with the stress. And I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with than Craig Zania. Craig is a mental wellness advocate. He's a media creator and a mindfulness practitioner. His perspective is to constantly seek to make healing modalities accessible to those who might otherwise be blocked off from them. He's a recovering addict obsessed with self-development, well-being, and self-compassion, and he owns a marketing agency focused on marketing and selling through relationships. Craig, I think you've seen and done so much, and I am so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: So let's kind of jump right into it, because we've all finished up a year that has definitely been very stressful. Mm. And as I'm looking forward to kicking off 2021, how do I lay a foundation that's going to be maybe a little less stressful or put in place some practices that will allow me to cope with the stress?
1: Yeah, that's a good thing to be thinking about. First of all, that's a great first step in building a life and relationship to your business or career that has less stress or learns how to manage that stress in an appropriate way, because no matter what happens in 2021 and any year beyond that, there's always going to be things going on in the external world that are going to be very stressful if you allow them to be. And it's really not the external factors. And this is something that I've learned from years of, of mindfulness practice and interviewing people on a podcast about all kinds of different modalities. It's not the external factors necessarily that cause the stress. It's our relationship to those external factors.
0: Wow. Okay. So as an individual, as I'm trying to define my relationship to those external factors, what should I keep in mind?
1: So a really good starting point is developing some kind of practice. Uh, And I say practice because a lot of times people might one of those practices might be meditation or journaling. And someone might try it and say, oh, I'm not very good at this. Well, it's practice because you're always going to be practicing to get better at it. And, you'll, and you will see the results from that the more often you put that time in. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, if you do it every single day, you'll start seeing those results from it. And a big part of that is, is using a practice like that, whether it's journaling or meditation, are, are two of the main ones that come up a lot and are helpful for a lot of people. It's to really get outside of your own stress and outside of your own head and look at things subjectively and say, what are the things that I do have control over here and what's realistic for me to manage from any day to day. And as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to over plan our days. We try to do too much at once. And that's where a lot of the stress comes from when we could be focusing on a few really important things and being much more effective.
0: That has always been my life. My to-do list is always like three pages long. And one of the things that I started doing this year was picking four things from the list and Mm -hmm. putting them in my planner and saying, that's what I'm going to work on today. And giving myself permission to put some of those other things on the list for tomorrow or the day after.
1: Yes. Yeah, we have a tendency to exaggerate how much we think we can get done in one day. And at the same time, we underestimate how much time, how much thing we can get done in a year or a few months. And it's, we, we put a little bit of, I think as entrepreneurs, we have to be very cognizant of, are these deadlines that I'm imposing self-imposed or are they actually deadlines within my business? And a lot of times for myself, I have a tendency to, or, or, or used to, I'm getting better at relating to this, have a tendency to think everything needs to be done this week. I look at things week by week and now I've started to be able to say, okay, well, what can I plan out a little bit more and blocking out time so that people aren't scheduling all this time on my calendar where I know every week I'm going to have time to work on the actual work that needs to get done. Because if you don't put it in your calendar, someone will take that time. If you don't, if you don't, Choose that time and choose how you're going to allocate that time. Someone else will do that for you, whether it's your email inbox, whether it's people scheduling time on your calendar. Uh, And it's important to look at the tasks that you do most often and make sure that you are scheduling time to do that. Otherwise, you're going to be working till eight or nine o'clock at night or on the weekends. And that's not a recipe for a fulfilling life.
0: That is so true. I remember when I was in corporate, I had blocked out two afternoons a week to do just what you talked about, kind of take some time for myself. And I had used a code on the meeting so that people would think it was an actual meeting and mm-hmm. not not try to call me and say, oh, you've got just some personal time blocked out. No, they. it looked to the outside world like it was a legit meeting that I was having with someone and that time wasn't available. And I have always always found that to be so helpful.
1: That can be helpful to notice as a leader, too. Uh, As I, within my own company, start building out more of a team and have worked in companies where the leadership kind of sucks up a lot of your time and they have a tendency Mm -hmm. to not respect the calendar of the employees, that really negatively impacts the effectiveness of any one employee when they can't, when you have all of this time dedicated to meetings, but you don't have any time dedicated to actually getting the work done
0: one of my guys on my team and his job is customer support. He, he handles all the calls that come in when somebody's website isn't working, but he Mm -hmm. also has tasks assigned to new websites we were building. And he was so frazzled and what everybody else on the team agreed to do was step up. And this is when we were all still in the office, but he blocked out four hours one afternoon a week, and then kind of one hour periods and other times where he wasn't going to answer the phone, he wasn't going to handle crises, and everybody else pitched in to kind of cover it so that they would answer the phone, they'd talk to the customer, maybe they couldn't solve the problem, but they could be that buffer. And by allowing him to protect those times on his calendar, it reduced his stress, as you were saying, and he got more done and the customer still felt loved.
1: That's the thing. When people are less stressed and have time to do the things that they need to do, they are more effective and they make your customers happier. You have a healthier company and hopefully you'll see that within, there's a lot of studies out now that are showing how mental wellness programs or wellness programs in general can increase the bottom line over a period of time because you're increasing employee retention, you're increasing, you're decreasing customer churn, Uh, all of those things are affected by how mentally well your employees are and yourself as a business owner.
0: That's one of the lessons I've learned this past year is how important it is to pay attention to and take care of stress. Any advice, any warning signs that you think people should should be noticing that are kind of a, a an alert that maybe you're under more stress than you realize?
1: That's a great question. And that can be a tough thing to do when you've always been under a chronic amount of stress, whether you've been in a career or in a type of business that that is your constant state. And if I think the, the telltale sign is. If you have no extra time at the end of the day, everybody should have a few hours at the end of the day at minimum and some time in the morning that they can use for themselves, spend with their family. And if you're finding yourself during those times still thinking about work and unable to detach, then there's a lot of work that can be done to allow you to live your life. Because otherwise, what's the point of all of the work that you're doing if, if you're not able to dedicate at least some times to things that are important to you? And that's usually the kind of the first sign in myself that I see too, when I start inching too close to the overwork is when, you know, my schedule goes from 10 hours a day or eight hours a day to 10 hours a day to 12 hours a day to 14 hours a day. And it's like, oh, okay. Or then I start working on Saturdays and it's a very slow creep sometimes, but then all of a sudden you realize I have no free time and that's, that's, no one can handle that.
0: No. You know, one of the things that I did when I started the business, because I definitely found myself falling into that trap of allowing the business to completely take over my life was I carved out three hours on Saturday morning to go walk with my friends. And knowing that I had that booked gave me something to look forward to. And I also protected that time. You, you could get me to work on stuff any other time except Saturday morning. And that has, I think, always been a little bit of my sanity touch point because of that.
1: Yeah. And it's great to find what those are for you. Everyone's going to have different things, whether it's fishing or camping or walking with friends or playing board games or even eating with your family. Like it's going to look different, but it's important to find what those things are and protect those as one of the most important things in your lives.
0: Absolutely. Craig, this has been such a great conversation.
1: Thank you. I'm glad uh, we were able to touch on this topic because I think it's incredibly important.
0: And I am going to encourage everyone to drop by happyyouarehere.life. There'll be links to it in the show notes, which is Craig's podcast, where he deals with additional conversations on the topics of mental wellness. Thanks again, Craig. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to find other conversations for business owners, be sure to look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe so you never miss a conversation. This has been another episode of more than.